When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. One of the very best in the business, the great JD Hayes joins us. G'day, JD. Good morning. Thank you for having me. What do you think of a match race like this that might well, be thought about anyway if you had an I Wish I Win taking on a giga kick in a lead up to, the, to an Everest? Do you think it could work, JD? Absolutely. I think it'd be definitely a, a, it'd draw a nice crowd and I just wish one day we'd have a horse that's is going to be worthy of a match race as well. I think it's a great concept. Now, Giddy Up and our Giddy Up family are with Lindsay Park. Just quickly, we got an update from you, JD. I think our filly's doing evens and everybody at SEN and a few of our listeners are texting this morning as well. We've all got a spring in our, a spring in our step because I think Will was riding her in track work and Lindsay Park do a terrific job updating us and keeping us excited about this possibility that we've got a champion in our backyard but um it's exciting stuff with these young horses starting to get a little bit serious in their work no absolutely it's a very exciting time of year and our girl's really starting to work up the hill nicely she's a big scopey thing so she's probably one that's going to need a bit more time but she carried uh, Will up the hill pretty easily, and he's not the lightest person <laughs> in the world. So she's handling her work at this stage. All right, mate, let's try and find a couple of winners on a Saturday afternoon, especially at Caulfield. And we start with this very promising galloper in the second race in Rheinberg. He just keeps on winning, and he's got plenty of upside. What would What's his ceiling in your eyes, J.D.? Uh, I think his ceiling is still a long way away. I think he's a horse with a lot of upside. Um, he's just his own worst enemy. He's got a tendency to like when he got himself scratched going to the floats and then he gets a, a barrier warning. So he's still just very much learning his caper. But the main thing is he has the raw ability. And if he's able to start putting it together, um, I think he can definitely climb up the ranks. Do you think um, he... But he yeah. definitely has to start putting his ducks in a, lot, in a row. Is he getting better then with with the, his mental capacity to handle situations? Certainly. Each experience, he's starting to settle into it and understand it. He's just... Um, suffers a bit of white line fever, I think, and he just yeah. gets a bit, uh, wants to get it all over, all over and done with a bit quick. But uh, the more and more he has the experience of the race day, he's starting to settle. He's starting to notice a difference as he gets further and further into his prep. We don't mind a little white line fever, just not too much. Um, race race number three over the 1,400 metres, two strong chances. We might start with the extreme step. Um, she's second up there on Saturday. How do you think she'll go? Yeah, she had a very good win under her belt last start, and it is certainly raising the bar again. Um, she's going to have to improve to be able to win this, but her track record suggests that uh, she's going to run a very competitive race. Yeah, she was good. What about the other horse, Marvel Arch, who was second up here? And um, what did you make of her first up effort the other day? Yeah, a little bit disappointed. Um, it was a little bit underwhelming, but she got very hot in the pre-parade, and um, she actually dropped Daniel Stackhouse on the way to the gate, so I think she was just a bit fresh and above herself. Uh, she's got a lot of improvement to come in the coat, and because she's done so well out of the run, we've elected to just run her in this two-week block. Um, 1,400 looks to suit, so hopefully um, she's able to just blow that freshness out and she improves into a second-up run. Otherwise, we're probably going to have to go back to the drawing board. 
In the McNeil Stakes, this is a beauty. Little bro still has to give some good horses some weight here. But um, when you have a look at the times in the Vane Stakes the other day, he would have needed wings to make up ground with how quick they, they come home. Um, how's he heading into this assignment? Uh, he's really improved out of the run. A bit of a sticky draw from barrier 10, but as long as he's finding the line, we'll be very happy because he's, we do believe he's more of a 1,400-metre horse at yeah. this stage, but it's still yet to be determined if he really quickens nicely. Like He's, he's a Group 1 winner over 12, so um, he's a pretty dynamic horse with a lot of ability. We just need a few things to go our way on the weekend. And you get the winkers on him again here? Yeah, just to help him concentrate. Yeah. It was a bit like a drunken sailor down the straight there at Caulfield first up. So hopefully it just aids him in going in a straight line because um, at this level, especially just giving the weight away because of what he's done as a two-year-old, you can't sort of give away those little one percenters. Are you thinking he's a, he's a Guinness horse or are you thinking he's still a Coolmore horse? I'll tell you after the weekend. All right then, mate. Um, all right then. I'll wait with bated breath. I think we'll know anyway after the race. Um Let's have a chat about two of the, the horses in the Heatherly Stakes, the Summit and Macram. Can you give an opinion on those two, please? Summit's done really good. Um, he's done really well in between runs. Nice time, had a good jump out, and I think he's going to run a, a really good race from the yep. draw. Uh, Macram, um, we're still 50-50 as to whether we run because he's drawn the car park. He's very unlucky with his, uh, the draws that he gets. He might even have a tick over jump out and run at Flemington two weeks' time, but yet to be determined. All right, then. Brightside's got a terrible draw, but it might not be too bad because looking at the speed map here, it doesn't look to be too much speed, and I guess he can come across with Alligator Blood. How have you assessed the, the, the draw over the last 24 hours? Uh, seeing it very similar to you, Gareth, and the main thing is that he's bucking his brands off and oh. he's ready for a run. So he's come out of his race in really good order. He's got the run under his belt and um, it was a little bit deflating seeing that 15 next to his name, but when you analyse it further, it might not be the worst. Yeah. Um, can he win? I think so, um, but I am terribly one-eyed. It's like asking me who, like he's yeah. my favourite child. He's been very good to me and um, I am very one-eyed and biased towards him. I, but I tell you what, he's just a horse. Like he's got a wonderful story. I think he was purchased for $22,000 a book tour at Caracas. And then of course you had to pay a little bit more for him. Um, when he came to your stables after showing some promise there in New Zealand. But he seems just to be getting, every time I see him start a new preparation, JD, he, just, he seems just to go to a new level. He seems to keep improving, yeah. improving. And the best thing about him is he is what's so good about this game is that he just did come from nowhere and he, he wasn't the most dear horse. So, and he's given the connection to a wonderful ride and hopefully that's still going to continue on an upward trajectory. I don't think he's come to the end of it yet by any stretch of the imagination and hopefully has improved into this prep because he's got some really big races ahead of him. And the last couple of horses that you got in on Saturday in race number 10, Conquer and Here to Shock. Here to Shock um, has been a revelation since joining your stable. He's second up with Stackhouse Riding. Yeah, he's ready to run a really good race. Um, we followed the similar sort of formula that we worked out with him last prep with a bit of time between runs and a tick over jump out and I really think he's uh, improved lengths out of running down the straight first up which we sort of ran him as sort of a third trial so um, I think he's over the odds. And Robbie Slade, we had a chat to him the other day and um, he did tell me that you've got a filly by exceedance for Slade Bloodstock that is showing some signs that she might be pretty handy so um, we might need to jump aboard that train. 
Yeah, very much so. Uh, Rob Slade can definitely find a fast one. Yep. With Mimi's ward, he's a shock and also so risque. Um, we've yes. been able to train a few with for him and he's got a good eye. So to succeed, it looks like it's promising and um, it's a good one to jump on board. Are we having a, a bet on Saturday, brother? Yeah, I'm going each way. Hear the shock. Um, and then uh, you could probably do a little multi around little bros and Mr. Brightside, but you'd be banking on me having an awful hangover Sunday if that multi gets up. Oh, how good are the hangovers when that multi gets up? Um, is, Will, Will, is Will in footy finals at the moment? Yeah, he's got a final Sunday. Okay. Well, that's a bit awkward for him. He can't party then. Um, yeah, well, I'm actually playing on the halfback flank too, but I think I'm about a 40% game timer. So oh, okay. So, you're, 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 so that you're both playing? Yeah, got the late call up, All right, uh, yeah. which is how how um, we got our back against the walls. I think I don't think it's a a big strength to the team. So what happens if you do win? You do win a Memsey, you win a McNeil stake. So little bros gets that gap burst through wins, um, and then Mister Brightside Williams lands one out, one back. I wish a wins coming at him. He nails alligator blood on the line. I wish a win just couldn't get to him. Um, after being held up for a little bit. So you win the Memsey, another group one. And then and then the Slade Bloodstock colours flash down the outside and here to shock, um, get you the quaddy, you get the moulds. You, you win, you say, you ring the old man and said, I can probably buy half the farm now. I've won that much money. Do you drinks drink lemonades in preparation for this final or you think, well, I'm just going to play hang, hungover? That sounds like something that I should uh, assess after the fact because if it gets up, I'll be more clearer. <laughs> I think it that, that's what dreams are made of. So we'll see if it happens. Unbelievable stuff. We wish you the best of luck, uh, not only on Saturday, but I guess on Sunday as well, JD. Um, do you have a winner for us at Packenham? Someone's text in tomorrow. Yeah, North Channel. We're taking him out of today because he's got a better barrier at Packenham. I think he's going to be very hard to beat. All right, beautiful. A mega flash of Lunacat today at Bendigo. Uh, mega flash needs to improve, but. Um, he did trial up well, and we've put the winkers on, um, so there is improvement there. And Luna Cat stepping back in grade. Um, there's a lot of speed on. I think she'll get back and really attack the line, but she she's one that's uh, coming off a poor performance, so take on trust. In behalf of everyone here on Giddy Up, give Shiva a kiss for us after last Friday at Geelong. God bless her. Will do. All right, thank you, JD. JD Hayes there. Um, 18 minutes past eight. Let's take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. This is Giddy Up Stable Mail. On this Thursday morning, the big names keep rolling in. Kath Coleman, the face of racing these days, will be joining us straight after this. I feel it in my finger. I feel it in my toe. This is Giddy Up this Thursday morning, 24 minutes past eight. It's a mouth-watering day there at Caulfield for Memsey Stakes Day. And Kath Coleman and Peter Moody will play a major part because... They've got some of their spring stars stepping out for the first time, including the star and I wish I win, who will be a warm favourite for the Memsey Stakes. And Kath Coleman joins us on the line now. Good morning, Kath. Good morning, Gareth. How many phone calls have you had about this match race in the last 24 hours? Oh, look, not too many yet, but um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a couple coming through. But And look, it's a fantastic concept, but yep. we've just, focusing on Saturday at this stage. Um, obviously, kick him off on Saturday in the Memsey Everest's grand final and um, we'll work out how we get there after Saturday. 
I had a chat to Mark Chittick this morning. He was probably leading towards not doing it, then then doing it. But um, as as I had a chat to Clayton Douglas as well, I think both camps think it's a, it's a great idea and it might work. Um, and I don't think they're giving up on it just yet. But um, obviously, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. But I agree with you. I think it's it's definitely something to to look at anyway. And if it does. Um, happen, it will be sensational for racing. And there's so many different innovations that you could do to, to make it really interesting. But um, we'll talk about that another day. I need to ask you about your star, I wish I win. Gate number one, are you happy with that? Yeah, look, it's funny, actually. Before the barriers draw yesterday, um, Pete even said, you know, I'm, I'm actually not really sure what's a, a good or a bad gate for this horse. So it probably... Um, we uh, we didn't really have anything in mind of exactly where we wanted to be with him. Uh, he's obviously a horse that gets back and runs on. So, um, it, yeah, look, it, it's not a disadvantage. Um, he's, uh, he's in very good order going into this race, but he does have a lot of improvement to come. You know, he's not, like I mentioned before, the Everest is our grand final and um, we've been pretty public about that. So he's definitely not going into this race screwed down. And Pete and yourself like to do things a little bit differently. It is a fascinating build-up for a horse heading to an Everest, going to a Memsey, and then possibly having that six-week break and then being freshened up for the Everest. Um, was that all? Is that the perfect lead-up to you? Uh, is that the perfect plan to get to the Everest for you guys? Or would you have liked maybe if there was a different um, set of races that you could go into a race like an Everest um from a slightly different path? Yeah, look, just with this particular horse, we think that he's best with three weeks between runs and there just wasn't an ideal race leading into it three weeks out. Um, so, look, this way we kick him off on Saturday, then we've got three weeks, um, whether he whether he has a, a trip away from home to a, a jump out or a, an ex- exhibition gallop or whatever that in-between step may be, we'll work that out after Saturday. And then he's got the three weeks um, to the Everest after that. So, um, yeah, it's the way that it's worked out for this particular horse. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's an unusual way to go about it, but if it works, then uh, no one's going to be complaining then. <laughs> I don't think anyone's complaining. I think everyone's excited to see what he can do this preparation Watching him at home, he doesn't need to improve, but do you do you feel that he, he's come back a happy horse and a horse that's ready to do what he was able to do last preparation? Yeah, he's come back in fantastic order. Um, he, he's, uh, he's just a horse that sort of does what he has to do at home. He saved most of it for race day. So we're definitely excited to get him back out there and back on track on Saturday as well. Yeah. What about legacies? I think everybody's excited to see her go around and take on the boys in the McNeil stakes An update on her. Yeah, look, she's super. She definitely has come back bigger and stronger this time around. Um, she's another one that I think she's still got a lot of improvement to come. It's obviously, it's a, it's a long spring and these horses that are just kicking off on Saturday, um, you know, you, when you see them in the mountain yard, they are still a little bit wintry in the coat. Um, and I think they have got plenty of improvement there. Their first up runs are going to bring them both on. Would it surprise you if she defeated the boys first up? No, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me um, in saying that, though. Like I did mention, she's yeah. got plenty um, plenty there to come on from the race as well. But I think she can definitely go there and run very well. 
I love the insight there from Pete with the I wish I win and Cy after their track gallop on Tuesday morning. It looks like Cy's in good form heading towards um, the 1,100-metre race there at Caulfield on Saturday. She is. It's definitely the toughest race that she's faced this time around. So, look, it's going to give us a good um, a good benchmark on where she's at and, and where she'll go after this race for this preparation. Um, but she's done a fantastic job already so far. So um, she's earned her chance there, and we'll see how she goes when she, uh, you know, sort of gets up to the nearly to the A-grade level. And you're a good judge. Do you think she can take that next step, Kath? Yeah, look, we're we're really happy with her. Um, everything she's done this preparation has been great. I think she's definitely maintained from that last run. Um, she's rock hard fit now. There's no improvement there to come. She's probably got the best coat in the stable. So yeah, look, I think she's definitely earned her place there, and we'll just um, hopefully she can um, sort of go there and run accordingly. Dancer Dubai's dancing with some superstars as well in the Cockrum Stakes. Um, we know she's very quick. Can she cause a little bit of an upset there in that seventh race? Yeah, look, she's a horse. She sort of needs everything to go her way. Um, And she's definitely at her best when she can roll to the front um, and continue to build from there and get a few of these other horses off the bridle. So she's definitely going to need a little bit of luck there. But look, she's she's earned her chance in that race. Being a proud WA girl, you must have a soft spot for Nunthorpe. Um, because she is a daughter of playing God, the star stallion there from WA, and he does a mighty job, and he's produced a beauty here. Um, you're confident with her heading into that third event at Caulfield? Yeah, look, she um, she's a lovely a lovely horse, and we've always had a really nice opinion of her. I think um, the track just firmed up a little bit when she ran at Sandown. She was in a later race that day on the card, and by the time it got to her race, it was quite firm, and she probably likes to sting out of the ground just a touch, so... Um, I think if we get her on a, a track with a little bit of give on it on Saturday um, and she's taken nice improvement from that run and it, it does look a really suitable race for her. What's your best on a Saturday afternoon from your stable, Kath? Um, look, I think our best is probably Nunthorpe. It looks a very suitable race for her and she goes there in great order. Um, and, and I wish I win and Legacies, they've come back well and they've got plenty of improvement to come, whatever they do on Saturday. And hats off to you. You should be so proud. I know you've only been training for a little while in partnership with Pete, but we've known you for a few years now as his assistant trainer. But that front page photo there of the Herald Sun was spectacular. And the girl from WA looks like she's well and truly living her dream. Oh, yeah. Look, it was um, a pretty amazing experience. I have to thank yeah. uh, Racing Victoria for that opportunity. It was um yeah, it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was a bit of a, yeah, a little bit of a dream come true, I suppose, getting to do something like that. And, um, it's been a, a bit of a crazy week after that came out. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I could just imagine, Kath, um, have you got any, have you got any winners at Bendigo or Seymour over the next couple of days or even, even Packenham with Street God? Um, yeah, look, Street God, nice horse kicking off. Um, he's probably going to need a little bit of luck and he might want further a bit later in the preparation. He's handsome, um, probably stays home from Seymour from that wide gate. And Crux can improve from his first up run, probably needs a little bit of luck today uh, going to Bendigo. Well, you keep on inspiring, Kath. Good luck over the weekend. Thanks very much, Gareth. There's, there's Kath Coleman there. What a star she is. Uh, She's a terrific ambassador for the sport of racing. As you just heard, she speaks so well. And, um, yeah, she's she's been terrific for Peter Moody. He's the first to admit that.
and they work so well together and um, she is living the dream because look at the horses in her stable, like a legacy. She could be anything. I wish I win. We know he's one of the best horses in the country and she gets a chance to win her first group one there on Saturday with a horse like I wish I win. It's 8.33. Let's take the news. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Head to Kevin Grange to catch up with one of the, the greats of racing, terrific character. And Kerry Parker joins us because he's superstar galloper thick it over. Made some return to the racetrack the other day in the Wink Stakes. And Kerry joins us now. Good morning, Kerry. Thanks for your time on getting Good morning. No, no worries at all, Gareth. How are you, mate? I, I am well, mate. Now, they, they say sometimes in racing, it, it could be a, one of the, the most overrated type of miss going around in the game, but the second up syndrome. Um, your thoughts about that with Think It Over after such a long break off the scene and such a terrific run first up, can he reproduce that effort and, and go to a new level in a Chelmsford? Well, I'm hoping so, but, um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a believer of the uh, second up after a long break too, especially when they've had a, uh, a real tough run first up. Um, but in saying that, um, I had my bloke very forward for that first up run, um, and I wouldn't call it a tough run. So um, I'm hoping, uh, all being well, that he will run extremely well on uh, Saturday. After that run back at home, has he realised that um, he can do it once again? Did you see some confidence in him after that effort in the wing stakes, especially with that injury that he had? Yeah, well, he's pulled up nice and bright, and he's very well on himself and everything um, going into this second up. So, yeah, no, all, all systems seems to be good. Um, yeah, re- really, really happy with him. Like mentally, uh, he had a terrific day out uh, at the races. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a horse have so much fun. He yeah. just had a ball. Yeah, um, he loved it. So, uh, no, all in all, he, uh, I think he was glad to be back. Oh, that is sensational, mate. So he's ready to run a big race, and hopefully that there isn't a second up syndrome and he can run another, another big race um, and hopefully get the chocolates. It would be some story if you can get him back winning a race like this. Oh, definitely. You know, he, he did win it two years ago, I think, yeah. uh, uh, second up. So, um, but just a matter of, like you say, that just sits in the back of your head, second up after such a long break. Uh, uh, like I said, I've tried to tick the boxes to avoid uh, flat run, you know, um, and uh, going into it Saturday, uh, really happy. The horse looks terrific. He's in a good frame of mind. So, um, no, all, all in all, uh, yeah, we're, we're going there confident he'll run well. Tramway's a beauty as well, and your superstar mare, Hope in Your Heart, resumes. Can she win defeat a field like this first up? Well, I think so. It's a test. There's no yeah. doubt. She won, she's won first up over 1,400 before, but last prep even, but that was just against the mares. Uh, but, you know, she seemed to uh, go to that next level, really, I suppose, last preparation. She was unlucky in a couple of the big ones, um, which which is caused by herself, as in she doesn't have that early tempo, you know. So you you are relying on a little bit of, uh, when you're a back marker, you do need that little bit of luck. Um, but look, all in all, she's, uh, she's going into it really good. She's had the two trials going into it. Uh, I think it's quite a nice race for her. Well, that is a good push for her, hope in your heart. So at the prices, would she be your best 
chance at an each way price, or you think we just stay with the champ, mate, with with think it over there in the Chelmsford? Uh, I I think uh, think it over's unders at two eighty. Yeah, I think you'll get better if you wait on the day. Um, and uh, the other mare is ten to one or something. I thought she's Correct. a terrific little each way bet. You know. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love it, Kerry. Hey, you enjoy Saturday. Hopefully think it over and hope in your heart enjoy their day at the races as well, mate, and go and get them. That, that'd be lovely, mate. It's uh, quite exciting for our little stable to have uh, two stepping out in those races there on Saturday, so we're, we're all looking forward to it. Yeah, and we bloody love it too, Kerry. Good luck, mate. Thanks for no your time. All, Thanks, He's a good mate. man. All yeah. the best. Kerry Thanks, Parker. Mate. Experience a winning strike rate with Van Dyke Racing. Discover that magic today at vandykeracing.com. Give David a call. He's got some nice young horses that you need to get involved with. He's got a terrific strike rate. He can get horses that are tried as well and, and get them winning in Queensland. He places them to perfection, David Van Dyke. He's some story himself. He's an inspiration for what he's been able to come back from in life. And, um, yeah, he's a terrific stable to be part of. So that's experiencing a winning strike rate with Van Dyke Racing. Discover the magic today at vandykeracing.com. We'll come back with Robbie Ringland. He's the, the ringleader there at Canberra. He's got a few winners for us. On a Friday afternoon there from the nation's capital. James, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? I'm I'm well. I um, woke up this morning definitely with a spring in my step because spring's just around the corner. And what a day to kick off the, the spring on, on Saturday in both Melbourne and Sydney. Pretty good, isn't it? It's a, it looks like a, it's like a jam-packed race fields and uh, chances coming from everywhere, so... I think we should get stuck into it. All right then, mate. Um, geez, it's a wonderful opportunity for a young kid by the name of Zach Lloyd who has made such an impact in his short time in his riding career and you're um, giving him so many wonderful opportunities on Saturday, including in secret in the Concord Stakes. Are you happy with her first up? I am. Look, I am happy with that horse. Uh, surely this race will be just just, just too quick for her over a 1,000 metres, but... Um, but she is, she is coming back well. She'll be, she'll be ready to run a race fresh. If, uh, if she can just find a way to tack on and get the first half right and still be within, within striking distance of, uh, of, of, of being a threat when she makes her run with 300 to go, then it'll make, it'll make things interesting. But gosh, you would have to think they're going to be a little too, just, you know, just far too quick for her over five furlongs. But nevertheless, charging to the line and, um, running the type of race that you could that, that you could picture setting up the rest of a prep would be fantastic, um, and uh, and look a win would be a win would be well it would be a bit scary if you consider yes. how much better she'll be over six furlongs. Now there's some storms around. We all know that at Warwick Farm yesterday. We're on a soft six at the moment. Um, do you think that we'll get a dry track for her on Saturday? What's your weather oh, spies telling you, James? Oh. Well, the barometer in the car this morning told me it was 18 degrees yep. before the sun came up. Now it's, um, now it's beaming sunshine here in the Sydney's east. So look, I think uh, I think you'll get a perfect track on the weekend. The rail's out four metres and uh, it's starting to sound like the curator. What do they say? We're looking forward to a great day's race. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, I just want to touch on Zach Lloyd. Now, you're a young man that was given an opportunity at a young age with Cadolphin, and you're giving this kid a big opportunity on a big stage. Um, yeah, he must have really impressed you in his short time in the saddle. 
he's uh, he's he's impressed me, and it's not easy to be. It's an interesting time in uh, in Sydney at the moment. But to think that to think that between two apprentice jockeys, over 140 races were won between them. Is like nearly like 150 city races is amazing, and uh, and that's what unfolded last season. Zach will be accepting an award tonight at the, uh, the Racing Night of Champions as his last season's a champion apprentice. Uh, 76 city wins, you know, it's incredible. He won a he won a Group Two for John Hawkes and his two boys during the year, and this season now he's going to be riding without his plane and. Apprentices lose their claim for a reason, don't they? They, they lose the, they lose their claim because they've accomplished so much, and along the way they should have gained experience, confidence, and uh, and that's the stage he's at now. He's going to have to fight that little bit harder for each win. He's he's, uh, he's not got that one and a half kilo advantage anymore, but uh, but he's got to be patient. He's got to ride out the the runs of uh, the runs of ups and downs. Um, with that, with with diligence and with commitment, and this could be the season. Whilst his strike rate might be impacted by the loss of the claim, which um, it hasn't really been yet, um, he's he's uh, he's still going. He's still go, he's still going well. He's just got to he's just got to stay in the saddle, uh, keep busy, keep into his routine, and uh, and these sorts of opportunities like he's faced with this weekend, they won't be the last chances he gets, but he's got to make the most of them and, uh, and and really knuckle down. He's in good hands with you looking after him, Darren Beeman, Vin Cox, even Wayne Hawks says he's played a part. No, I'm only joking, but Team Hawks have been supportive as well. So, um, yeah, good luck to the kid. Geez, I've, I've been enjoying Sapateo's work at the trials. Um, looks like she's come back in really good form and she goes around in the Concorde. Well, you know, I could be wrong. But I think that horse could win that race. I think so she, too, James. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I I, I agree. She, she thousand meter races for thousand meter horses, and uh, she's won over a thousand meters around Mooney Valley. She's uh, she's got a wonderful fresh record. Put the pen through the first up run in the Oakley Plate last prep. Nothing went right, and uh, and here she finds herself in a in a ten horse field. She can she can be in a prominent position early. She's trialing like a sharp horse. Mm. She's she's in the nominations for champion New South Wales Sprinter of the Year tonight. Now, now I'm not expecting her to win it. No, I don't think so. Either. Don't worry about her acceptance <laughs> speech, but it's a it's a great accolade. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We 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 put someone's name down next to the uh, the possibility of accepting that award. Yeah. But I don't I think I don't think they need to draft up too many <laughs> copies of the acceptance speech. I agree. But nevertheless, that's no. a great honour for Zappa. You know, that's a, that's an accolade in its own right to be in the nominations. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've been in the nominations for a few media awards in your time. And no, well, you know, your time will come. Mm, your yeah. time will come, Gareth. There's not too many media awards for the media in racing, which is a disappointing. And I, I, yeah. I don't, we haven't got invited to the race in New South Wales awards giddy up. So we, we, you know. We next know. year, next year, I'll tell Vin. Next year, you yep. should be on our table. All right then, I'll look forward to it. Um, so, so, I, so anyway, so anyway, I, I could be wrong, but I just got a yes. feeling that you know, if there's a couple of if there's a couple of horses vulnerable, if it's too, if it, you know, if the race is too short for secret, and, you know, if Nature Strip's not up to his best, and I mean, Nature Strip and Eduardo are going to get the race run to run to suit. There is always the driver these days, James. Telling if is going to fly, <laughs> but but um. Yeah, I think the horses. I think the horses going well. So yep. that is that that horse, that potato in that race is one to watch. All right then, ahoy, 
Ahoy always knocks on the door. Um, looks like that this galloper, that's daughter of Exceed and Excels, come back and find Fettel once again. From a wide gate, can she flash down the outside and win first up at Royal Roundwick? Well, she's got to. She's got to do something. Um, yes. Otherwise, there's an impending, there's, there's, there's an impending stud duty awaiting her next week. Yes. Um, yeah, we're, uh, spring's nearly upon us, and uh, it's that time of year, so she needs to she needs to fire up. But a friend of mine likes doing the form on prize money one per win, and she would be one of the leading contenders of all of our horses in that category. Um, she's only won the one race, oh high. And she's won a bucket load of prize money, so she needs to she needs to go to the next level this prep. Otherwise, um, otherwise, you know, she's going to find herself pursuing a different career. What did you make of Sardozzi first up? She didn't have much luck. No, she didn't, and it doesn't look like she's going to get a whole lot of luck there mm-hmm. from that draw in this setup either. So um, she's one that she's one. She's another one amongst the others that got some thinking to do by race morning about whether or not I save her for the Ming Dynasty next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, but but I do like the way she's training. I think there's more there's more there. Um, she's got more to offer than what she showed first up. You know, you can see yourself in the video comment that it didn't go right for the horse, but yeah. you know, she's still got beaten a long way. So she's in the ca- she's in the category of horses that need to turn it around. Pericles did what he had to do the other day. He was a gem of a ride, I thought, by Jay Mac to land where he did from that draw. What did you make of that victory? And that's a that's a tough field in the tramway. The tramway's a beauty on Saturday. Can he do it again? It traditionally takes a very good horse to win the tramway, yes. and uh, Pericles now has the yeah he has that resuming win next to his name. Uh, pretty important for Pericles to win a race uh, just to keep his confidence up. And you know he had one first up over seven furlongs on debut, but um, but now he's got that now he's got that run under his belt. He should be fitter than he was. He was a little pretty first up, and uh, and yet he was able to fend off. Not only Madame Pomery, but you know, it was like first five across the line were stakes winners in that race. So that race had some depth to it. I like the um, I like the horse coming to Randwick. Uh, remaining at seven furlongs is interesting. Last mm-hmm. prep, as you know, we stepped him straight up to nine furlongs, and he he he, he, he just drew clear from his opposition at Sandown. Yeah. Um, if he can if he can be as competitive as he's threatening to be in this race on the weekend, then he's uh, then he's certainly he's certainly a legitimate Epsom contender. Geez, your fast net rock galloper parade's flying at the moment. He should have he shouldn't have done what he did at the valley two starts back. And then after watching the rain come and D Lane and D Lane's flying at the moment, James. Um he, he yeah. was he was a moral the other day at Mooney Valley and um um he's just flying, isn't he? He's a he's a good horse. He, he's he's uh he's training as well as anything on the property at the moment. Oh, so mm. I, I can all I can all I can say is um all I can say is we're giving his opportunity to race his way through the grade. Um, he, he, he uh, you know, people would have liked to have seen him win more than two races by now, but he's won two of his last four, and uh, and he's re- so his record you know, hasn't missed a place since he's been gelded. So his record's reading like it's on the way up, heading in the right direction, and uh, and I can see him attacking the line well. That's set up there in that race. I think you read the play beautifully last week. You, you you let Barber stay at home, and hopefully he stayed away from the donuts. But now he heads to Melbourne. Um, Reggie's had him for I don't know if Reggie's seen him just yet, but his first up record's exceptional. And hats off to you, James. Um, 
it's no no easy task as a horse trainer to get your two year olds to train on and be in good form as a th- as, as a three year old. But your three year olds mm. have started the season in magnificent fashion. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we um, we've had a very good start of what will be a tough year ahead, and uh, and and it's hard when you look, you know, when you when you pop Animo on the float and send him to the Hunter Valley. Um, that leaves a big gap. So these three-year-olds really need to rise to the occasion, and it's been uh, it's been a pleasure to watch my team rally around and fight hard and get these horses fit and look after them. Every every square inch of them know them so well, every hair on their body. So they've got these uh, they've got these rising three-year-olds going well at the moment, and uh, and Barber's another good opportunity. Hopefully, he's just trimmed up a little bit from mm-hmm. giving him that extra week too. He had that wide draw in the San Domenico. I don't think we were going to get the, the gun Chad Schofield, Chad Schofield run that Libbits had got. One out, one back from Barrier 10. That was quite impressive right of the day. And, uh, and, and, and Barber would have been planted or he would have been all the way back to last and you couldn't win from back there it was on the weekend, the railers track. So, so he's, um, he's been saved for this. Six furlongs is an interesting test first up, but he's got a great fresh record. And, uh, and, and uh, look, he's... He's, tra- he's trained solidly since we kept him a week, and, and it'll, be, it'll be the right place to kick him off. He's meeting an interesting filly there, who who um, who bolted in to win the Anzac Day Stakes um, Legacies, and uh, Little Bros will no doubt be better for the run. And V8s and V8s a very interesting customer, only having had three starts last prep. But uh, I'd be scared of Legacies, race, isn't it? I, I'd be scared of Legacies, uh, yeah, James. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, fair enough. I think it's a good race to McNeil, as it should be, and uh, and and, and it'll be great. It'd be wonderful to see Barber, you know, really boosting up into the race there, turning for home and uh, and and letting go with a powerful turn of foot like he's done fresh up before. I love learning um, from you, James. So you just made an interesting point. First up, twelve hundred meters. Um, one of my late great mates, Ed Kennedy, said, "Gareth, first up, twelve hundred meters. It's." A no-no when you're backing horses, especially mm. on debut. Your theory behind all of that? Uh, well, I think that it's. Uh, I think it's just a matter of you know each, horses each, for each horse. Each horse. Well, it's every each horse that comes along. But I, I don't think we should be. We shouldn't be too. We shouldn't be too alarmed about it from time to time. We should have mm-hmm. find the right horse. I mean, we were enjoyed we enjoyed watching Tom Kitten win first up from oh. the up and coming at a good price on the weekend. That was 1,300 yes. metres. Tom Kitten was first up from running in the Group 1 Champagne Stakes. He'd won the Fernhill over a mile to start before that. For a two-year-old to win over a mile, it's a great test of their stamina at that age. We don't have many mile or further um, 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 challenges for our two-year-olds in Australia, for, for, you know, for obvious reasons. But... Um, I remember saddling up So You Think for my grandfather in the yes. in the Ming Dynasty. And, you know, we we were evidently aware we had a very smart horse on our hands. And he, he launched up the middle of the track at Randwick under under the legends of a now-retired jockey, Glenn Schofield. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he flew to the line. And would you believe it, in a photo finish with a, with a horse... That David Payne trained. I'll be surprised if you. I know. He's, I'll be surprised if you remember his name. He had a little snip of white on his nose in a photo finish. He was knocked off. Um, let me think. And race that. record time. They ran race record time over seven films. The winners. I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you off the hook. The winner's name was more than great. I wouldn't have got that. The people who. 
and people and people who launched into so you think at the time, knowing that you know we were so enamoured with the horse, they still remember cheering on a great race, but you know they walked away with nothing to show for it. It's a, it's a good test for a horse for stuff, isn't it? It is now. So Barber's ready to go on the McNeil Stakes and um, hopefully can continue on your wonderful record with your three-year-olds first up this campaign. I've got a soft spot for Paracel being a daughter of a Stern and she's gone to a new level this campaign, James. They shouldn't do what she did there the other day. <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a very hard-fought and tough first-up mm-hmm. win. Uh, she's, as you could see, she's drawn, um, she's drawn the second of widest barrier there on the weekend. But I think Jamie Char can have Paracel in a good in a good position there with her gate speed, and uh, and I'd like to think that she might be somewhat galvanised by that tough first up effort. You wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to be going into the race meeting thinking that it's taken too much out of her. So I haven't done too much with her since. We've just kept her ticking over quite comfortably. Uh, but nevertheless, she looks good and. Uh, and it looks a nice race for her on the way through. Ingratiating in Kalos, uh, that's uh, the McCafe. We love our McCafes here on Giddy Up, uh, the 1100 stakes. Um, that's a good field for a sprinting race um, in the early part of spring. How do you rate your two gallopers? How have they come back? Ingratiating been the, for a while, I should say. It's interesting that the, uh, that the race name and the sponsorship adopted the distance into the land. Yes, smart. How many races do that? No, smart, smart marketing, James. <laughs> uh, ingratiating, got to turn it around after an unplaced run with, uh, with a, you know, with a, with unusual traffic with a fallen horse up ahead of him there, in the, uh, <clears throat> in the missile. But um, but he's you know he looks fantastic that horse, and he looks like he's guaranteed to get a good run. Uh, Kalos, well he, well he was brilliant last prep over distances between five furlongs and 1,100, wasn't he? Um, he was also not beaten far in a Goodwood. Uh, didn't disgrace himself, so he comes back after four runs last prep and he's trialled up like he's um, going to be hard to hold out. I think uh, I think both horses can run big races here. Um, it's just worthwhile really considering um, whether we run them both mm-hmm. by race morning. But uh, but this is a good race. We're quite pleased with both, both runners here. Uh, Little sneaky, little sneaky bit of placement there. Masked Crusader, very clever from the horse yes. camp. He'll be only getting in with 57 with his record, uh, but it's um, at set weights and penalties. That's um, that's that's what you occasionally come across. And Ascora, of course, you know, is pretty pretty tough horse to beat. So uh, you know, this will be this will be a good test. But our horses are going well. They're different styles of horses, but they're they're, they're um, I think they're ready to sprint well on the weekend. We won't keep you long here, but. Varvia Allegron, it's a big day at Wyong. Um, Varvia in the Mona Lisa, Allegron in the Gold Cup, and we've all got raises in our black book, and J-Mac jumps on in that benchmark 64. So um, could be a big day at Wyong on a Friday. Yeah, Wyong's, Wyong's uh, good to hold a few stakes races there, a yeah. um, couple of stakes races there, and uh, uh, it's a good opportunity for, uh, for us to have him there in, 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 that, in that Mona Lisa stakes every year. We 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 have won it before. They're not easy to win, and uh, hopefully Varvi is ready to continue on her uh, continue on with a really good form. Um, James, they tell me I don't know if if this is being confirmed or or not, but 
Ray Thomas had to go for an extra perm the other day ahead of the awards night because the driver might have had a cigarette the other day when he was at Osborne Park and it went through his hair and he smells like smoke at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't I said to driver, you shouldn't have done that. Like it, the, the, the wind just captured it. The wind was just going the wrong way for the driver. <laughs> you had to book in. I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's a little, that's that story you've been told. Sounds a little bit like the driver's hairdo. There's plenty of salt and pepper in it. Yes. A hundred percent. Is he with you? Is the driver around today or um, has he got the day off? No, He's he's not sorry, Gav. They gave him the day off. The father 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 daughter day at uh, at the eight year old school. Oh, okay. So, um, I told him I told him he could have a sleep in and he could concentrate on doing the form. Sensational. And just quickly, a comment on Damien Oliver. Um, him like uh, he'd be a hungry rider in the the in his final spring race in Carnival. And you've had success with the the great jock um, since you've started your trading career and. Um, what a legend he is. He's one of only two riders that I can think of who's ridden a group one winner for for uh, for, for, for my grandfather, yes. for my father and for me. There you go. Takes a takes a you know, takes a an amazing it takes a sort of an amazing rider really, like, you know, to last the test of time, to continue continuously put himself into position find the right horses, um, ingratiate himself with the right stables. And, uh, and he's, he's been an absolute pleasure to work with um, and get to know as, as I've had, had the opportunity to put him on horses over the years. And uh, he, he, uh, he, he, I was asked, well, what are we going to get Damien Oliver? He's, just get, he's retiring. And I said, well, you, got, you can get him a, you can get him a, a box of those, Tightless Pro V ones with the Animo stamp on the side of them, <laughs> and a and a and a brand new a brand new small sized Animo jacket. He did he did ride Animo to win on him in the in the Guineas. He's he's, um, he's yeah in the Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll he'll cherish those two gifts. I hope he doesn't lose all those golf balls in his first round. Yes, um, he's playing. He nearly, had a, nearly, he, he nearly had a hole in one at Pebble Beach, you know. Yeah, so, I know, I know. Um, he, he wants to be a racing a, manager as well. A, he could be the. He could be kicking kick distance, and and, uh, and how fortuitous it was that it was on camera. <laughs> we have one of our um, colleagues, Andy Marr, playing in that um, on on um, on one of the shows on Foxy. He he shot a hole in one. Um, so there you go. It can, it can happen. James, you have a wonderful day. Enjoy um, your daughter time there on this Thursday. Enjoy tonight. Good luck at the awards. Have your acceptance speech ready to go. And, um, yep, go and get them this weekend. All right. Thanks. Thanks very much, Gareth. You're Cheers. A, you're a star. There's James Cummings there. Palaley, the 1,200-metre Group 1 weight for age sprinting star standing at Darley. And he won the Group 2 Roman Consul in faster time than exceeding Excel, Fastnet Rock, Suster and Russian Revolution. We'll take a break. Jesse Gow from New Zealand Bloodstock to join us next. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.